Welcome to the Dynasty Nerds Fantasy Football Podcast, where we discuss dynasty strategy, rankings, and all things NFL. So get ready to geek out on fantasy football with your host, Rich Dotson. And welcome to the Dynasty Nerds Fantasy Football Podcast. I'm your host, Rich Dotson, and my fellow nerds, Matt O'Hara. Hey, hey. And Garrett Price. How's it going? It's going good for me. Not so good for Jameson Williams. Bummer, man. Right? Yeah. I was so sad about I didn't that. I are going to open up the show with that. I know. Heartbreak. Yeah, I think it's a heartbreak out of the way. You know what I mean? Like, get all the sad stuff out of the way so we can just have a yeah, nice, Yeah, we just have the happiness. Show. Just yeah. buy all the guys we like. A guy uh, I was, you know, we just starting to dig in and I was getting excited about after our little, uh, you know, way too early mock draft and bam. Gone. So, so far, it was it was Jared's wide receiver one. Now, would that does that change anything for you, Jared, or is that going to stay the same because saw what I saw on tape? I mean, his tape's his tape from the year, so exactly. my nerd score probably wouldn't change, but like my What's ranking, ranking, yeah, because you're not going to get, you're likely probably not going to get that production at the beginning of the year. But if he's anything and, like Cam Akers, he will. ACL, so I don't know, man. Different injury, I don't know. But yeah. I don't, let me think on it. Okay, when it gets we'll see. Here, he's got like seven months, plenty of time. He's got yeah. the bright side is he's got honestly until the first kickoff of the NFL game nine months, so he's got time to probably make it back to training camp on a light schedule. So um, we'll shake a little bit of things up. If anything, maybe you will find value in your 2022 rookie class. So now Tell pick seven, pick eight, pick nine. That's where the value be because I wouldn't let an ACL like I would still take. Now I think for sure like Traylon Burks, Garrett Wilson there, um, just ahead of him just because. I'm going to get an instant production. They don't have an ACL injury. But besides sure. that, like, I'm not worried about it. You know, I'm not. If, if he didn't start playing until, I mean, Justin Jefferson didn't start playing really until week three um, in his rookie year and still finished as a high end. Oh, no, Beckham one. Jr. was injured like half his rookie season. And had to set out, just set records. That's yeah. all. Yeah. So no, no problems there. So today we're talking about not the Georgia Bulldogs. Congrats to them when the college football national yeah. championship. We are talking some dynasty fantasy football, and we're talking AFC buys. Guys that we like. We each got two players here that we're going to talk about that we like that we think are good buys for your dynasty team and dynasty fantasy football. Uh, On the Nerd Herd Show, we will cover the NFC buys. Mm. And then next week, we're going to dive into some cells. We'll have two cells each. We'll go do NFC on this show, AFC on the Nerd Herd Show. And the week after that, we'll... uh, well, you'll find out next week, so stay tuned. Probably start talking some Senior Bowl. And yeah, yeah, yeah. All Garrett, kinds of stuff. Jared's going down there. Yep. He'll be at the Senior Bowl. Can't wait. I think we're all going to try and go down to the uh, Combine Yep. if we can make it. Um, before we get into that, though, I want to tell you guys about my friends real quick over at DynastyDepot.com. Uh, we haven't talked about them in a while because... Well, you know, the teams were sold. And last year, we talked about Dynasty Depot a little bit too late, right? After we, talked, we talked about them like starting to March. And by March, when March came along, a lot of those top-end teams were already gone. But sure. right now, you have the opportunity to get on the ground floor run at DynastyDepot.com. And all you got to do is use that promo code NERDS. And what you're going to get is 70% off of their membership fee. So what is DynastyDepot.com? It's an opportunity for you to treat Dynasty like a stock market. You could buy and sell Dynasty teams on FFPC, the platform, which again, you can use the Dynasty GM. So if you buy a thousand teams, you can put them into the Dynasty GM and manage all thousand teams. So whether you're a really good rebuilder of Dynasty teams or a really good drafter, you go to DynastyDepot.com. They open up on January 14th at 6 p.m. So I would get in there right away and look at those teams and see which ones are the best value. You might be able to join a $1,000, $1,200 FFPC league for the little little as a hundred bucks. You might be able to buy a team for maybe it's a thousand dollar entry for 2000, but that team is a pretty good chance to win the championship. Or you could just draft a team on FFPC and then put it right on the dynasty depot and flip it right away for profit. All these things are capable at dynasty depot.com. Use that promo code nerds to get in for 1499 for the year membership. And I encourage everybody go to dynasty depot.com first. Look at the teams that are going to be available before you even pay. You don't have to pay to look at the teams. Check it out. See what you can do. It gives you an opportunity from here to the start of the season to buy and sell Dynasty teams. And it's on FFPC, which has never had a Dynasty League fold since its existence. Check them out. DynastyDepot.com. We'll be talking about them from here for a very long time. Uh, going forward here, promoting our friends over at DynastyDepot.com. And Nelson, um, good friend of ours. So check them out. DynastyDepot.com. Promo code 
nerds. Now, let's get into some dynasty buys, right? So Ooh. here we are kicking off the offseason. You know, NFL playoffs are about to start. Dynasty season's upon us. Uh, we'll start diving into rookies as we once the combine hits because we like to have all the combine stats as we break down these rookies as well. We'll start watching tape way before that, probably do another mock draft. But... In the meantime, there's a lot of work to be done before your draft. That's making trades for draft picks. It's that's selling, rebuilding, reloading. You know, don't be stuck in the middle in your dynasty league. Remember, you can't be stuck in the middle. If you stay stagnant, when you're stagnant, you're just gonna get passed by. It's the worst place to be. Either blow that bad boy up and reload, or go all in and get that championship. Um, you know, you never know. You just got to get in the playoffs, and you never know because a six seed will beat a one seed. If some guys got COVID and they're sick, you yep. never know. So we got a couple buys here. I'll go first. My first guy on the list is a guy I've talked about many times on this podcast, but since we're going to kick off the year with a buy, I just got to refresh. Maybe we got some new listeners out there, some new watchers on the YouTube channel. Yeah, I know. I'm ugly. No need to tell me about it. Um, <laughs> J.K. Dobbins. So I, Sexy. I have bought him. I've bought him everywhere. You know what I mean? I'm getting him everywhere I can. I, I inquired about him in another league today. The guy said he's off limits. So I'm like, okay, buddy, not a big deal. Um, but why do I love J.K. Dobbins so much? Let me get into it. So let's start with just this 2021 season where he did not play because he tore his ACL before the season started. So Devontae Freeman. Devontae Freeman um, didn't really even become the guy until week nine. From week nine, week nine was, was the first time he ever got over 10 carries. Before that, like week two, we got two carries. Week three, three. Week four, four. Week five, one. Um, week six, nine. Week seven, four. So not much. Right. But from week nine on, he got at least 10 carries. Now, in weeks 15, he only got six. Week 16, he only got six. Week 18, he only got five. And he had only had a total of six touchdowns. Where do you guys think Devontae Freeman finished from week nine on? So from week nine to 18 in fantasy football and PPR leagues. Where would you guess? Nine to what? What, what we? Sorry, nine to the end. Nine to the yeah, end. Yeah. So um, second half of the season. Second half of the season. PPR leagues divided. I know stats are just gave you. Like, well, 20, 20, I was gonna say twenty three. Running back eighteen. Okay. All right. So uh, a smack in the middle. Running back two. Now we can all admit Devontae Freeman's not fresh legs out no. there. He's not anywhere to go. He's like five years from fresh legs. <laughs> so we saw that. If you throw an old guy into this offense um, who has a very little, you know, has capabilities of pass catching, he can finish as a running back two, as running back 18. And this is a team that we know in Baltimore, they love, love to run the football. Mm -hmm. Nobody honestly loves to run the football more. This year, they were third in rushes in the league. Right behind Philadelphia and Tennessee were tied for first. They averaged 32.4 carries per game. Baltimore averaged 30.4. But in 2020, Baltimore, first in the league in rushes with 34.6 per game. 2019, first in the league in rushes, 36.8. 2018, first in the league in rushes with 33.5. 2017, seventh in the league with 28.8. So this is a team that loves to run the football. So we, we, we say this all the time. Even with Devontae Freeman, a lot of these runners, just usage is the key, right? Mm -hmm. Use them. They get you fantasy points. It produces. So if I can get a running back that's going to go to the number one rushing team in the league, then I'm, I'm extremely intrigued right off the get-go. J.K. Dobbins. What does J.K. Dobbins get you? Five foot nine, 209 uh, yards. And if you don't remember, his last year at Ohio State, 301 rushes, 2,003 yards rushing, 21 touchdowns, good for 6.7 yards per carry, 23 receptions, 247 yards receiving, and two touchdowns. This is a kid that never ran for under 1,000 yards his three years at Ohio State. Um, he can catch the ball well, had a total of 71 receptions at Ohio State. And Ravens running backs last year had a total of 61 receptions. So there's opportunity there for him in the passing game as well. Say if he's a main three down running back in that offense, which right now there's no incumbent really. Like you're not worried about Devontae Freeman coming in there. And it would be Gus Edwards because Gus Edwards also had the he injury. Also got he would hurt. be the one that would so come back. Gus Edwards coming back. Um, Gus Edwards is good, again, a good solid, player, a good but, player, yeah. but doesn't that doesn't overly really worry me in uh passing game. Doesn't overly worry about Dobbins uh, talent at all. And this is a guy who, you know, in college he faced, 25, he faced eight top 25 run defenses in college and still got done. 13-11 versus those defenses. Average over six yards per carry. A guy who can cut at full speed on a dime. Looks like he's in the Matrix. He's a three-down threat. Um, <laughs> By the way, that new Matrix movie is terrible. It's terrible. Go ahead. I've not it seen it. I've <laughs> it not is seen terrible. It, it was brutal. Um, it was Vision, terrible. 
Processes information quickly. Excellent in the short game area. Can cut on a dime. Um, this is a guy who goes north, south, east to west in a heartbeat. Good receiver. Really good in space. I just. I, I hope he I, doesn't go south too much, personally. I hope not either. But a runner that I just loved coming out of college. I mean, it was him and DeAndre Swift. We had his one-two before the whole draft shakeup where JT jumped him. Um, and then Clyde Ward's a liar. Yeah, forget about so, that So, to me, right now... still time on that one, all right? <laughs> There's still time. <laughs> J.K. Dobbins is not... He's going to have to have some good seasons. Good seasons. <laughs> but he's not a running back that's going to come cheap, right? Like, this isn't a buy like, ooh, this is a buy low. But he can be had. And I know because I've been buying him throughout the whole season. What, now, what have you been paying? Uh, because I had a deal available to me. And I ended up not going through with it, but I'm not sure how I feel about it. So I'm curious as to what you paid. It, I'd have to go back and look. I literally got him in three different leagues. Just like roughly. One league was uh, I gave up Saquon, OBJ, Pat Fryermuth, and I got back. This is way before he even blew up. Debo Samuel and J.K. Dobbins. Ooh. Guy was making a title push. Out. Yeah, he was making a title push. Um, it worked out really well. Yeah. And I got 23 first. I don't want to mention it as well. Um, <laughs> uh, there's another league I traded for him in and I can't remember. I, got I think some in the trade browser. It was, uh, same thing. It was, uh, I, I gave us, I gave a running back that was playing uh playoff push for, was it, what do you got in the trade browser for? Uh, super flex league, Baker make bleh, Baker Mayfield for JK and two seconds in 2022. Okay. Um, Justin Jackson and the 2022 first for JK. That's cheap. That's real cheap. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, so I mean, gross. a 23 first for JK and Amon Rossi Brown. And these what? are all within the last four days. Seriously. Okay. So here was wow. the deal that I was going back and forth with that. I almost pulled the trigger on last second, decided not to, cause it was just too rich. And I wasn't quite sure my team was good enough to acquire that kind of piece. Cause he's still a running back uh, as much as I love him. Uh, it was two 23 firsts to get JK Dobbins. And it was really like I almost pulled the trigger at the last thing. Late I was like, first, there will probably be mid. Okay, I'm seeing a lot of like 23 first just for JK. Just one. I offered a guy today. Uh, I would do one all day. I offered a guy Me today. Too. I was like, hey, I'll give you tw- a 23 first, two 23 seconds. One of them his mm-hmm. back, which I expect to be mid to low. And I was like, and a little something else on top for JK. Just want to let you know. I just want to see if that like tickles your fancy. And he's right. like. Now I'm good. And that's the thing. Like, I, th- I think there's a very, there's a huge range of outcomes here for his trade value, just based on sure. league, you know, leagues. Uh, you, you could be just giving up one first. You could be giving up two first and, and it's kind of iffy or, or it could be like serious heat and, and, and the guy just doesn't even look at it. So he, I think he's a very polarizing player. I, I got him earlier in the year, right when he got injured and it was in a super flex league and the guy was super happy. I, for, I got him for one first thing. I was just happy to get a first back for him Jeez. at that point. So he, I'm assuming he was probably a contender and needed, needed a running back or something. Like he that. definitely was, but it, it, it's just one of those things where it, or, or it might've been Chris Carson in a first. I think it was Chris Carson in a first and I was okay, fine so with that as well. Yeah. So you gave him nothing in a first. Yeah. yeah. Cause you were probably a rebuild team. I was yeah. at the time I ended up competing and getting into the playoffs and kind of, Giving up doing, on my yeah, doing better than you thought. Yeah, yeah. yeah. But anyway, um, I did it in a league and won it. Did you really? Like, accidentally made the playoffs and ended up winning it all? Uh, week. Sorry, I don't mean to cut you off, but week. It yes, was like yes, you did. It was like <laughs> it was like week four or five, and I, I lost like four in a row. And I was like, you know what? Forget this trade team. I got blown up. I thought I was a contender. I was. I traded away like DeAndre Hopkins, uh, something else. Got some good players back. I had an Najee. Uh, ended up making the playoffs. Ended up winning the whole league. That's funny. after I announced I was blowing it up. But sorry. No, I mean, so, I mean, I guess the whole point of what I was saying is if you're in, this goes for any one of the buys today. If you're in one of these leagues where you're getting them at the low end value that we're talking about, like one first, you should be slamming the, the accept button on a trade like that. And, and some of the other things you, you're going to have to think through and, you know, put them in, put them in the trade calculator, put them in those kind of things to see if it, it works out better for your team. But if it's on the low end on any of the guys we're talking about, slam the accept button right away. I would pay. I'm willing to pay market value for him. like whatever people think is like the high. Like I said, I offered the two twenty three seconds and the first, and I was like, hey, I'll give you a little something on top too. I mean, it's like a dispersal draft going on. I'm like, I'll you can go in there and take whoever you want. You know, Kenny Galladay. I was you know whoever you want. That's how much I believe in Dobbins. Right. I think Dobbins has the potential to finish as uh, a mid range to high end running back one. If he if he gets if he gets the touchdowns, he's involved in that passing game. Uh, say he catches, you know. 
70% of those 61 passes come away with like 40, 40, 40 catches for 350 yards. And he rushes for another 1200 and gets about seven touchdowns, maybe two in the passing game. We're talking about a mid range to high end running back one that he offers that potential. So let me ask you this with, with the market value uh, conversation going on. What is market value for him? Cause I mean, you threw that, you threw the term out, uh, you know, I'll pay market value for him. What in your eyes is market? Value I would pay. Him? I would have no pay. I would prefer definitely if I'm a contender, right? Cause I hate buying even running backs. So I'm not a contender whatsoever. I would be happy to pay two first. I'd be happy to give up my 20, uh, give up my 22 first and say my 22 first is pick 10. And my 23 first, expect figuring that J.J. Gobbins would be a difference maker. And I have like 23, 11, 23, 12. So to mm-hmm. me, too late first, no matter how good the draft class is, over a very young running back one, like that's that's all day. Because yeah. at any point, if my team, I think what I, the kind of season I predict Dobbins to have, which is what I just mentioned, I think that's like the average potential. It could do even better. Maybe hit the 1,400 yards. Probably not. But, you know, you never know. Well, it's definitely um, possible. Definitely all purpose. Uh, to me, if anything falls out from under me in this league, I'll be able to ship Dobbins for equal value if he's putting up those numbers easily, if not even a little bit more on top. Maybe those two first plus a little something on top. Maybe there would be another injured player if he produces. Um, it's always risky buying running backs. I understand that too, but it, I mean, we saw this this year. It's not this this year. It's every single year. There's a need for running backs. Well, I, th- I think we've also gotten to the point where we've, Almost not quite, but we've almost started valuing the PPR points too much. Like this year is a great example. Nick Chubb missed three games. He only played 14 games. And in PPR, he still finished as running back 13 overall in the season. And we know that he was splitting time in the beginning of the year with Kareem Hunt to Ernest Johnson took some late, like, and he still finished as RB13. We've seen Derrick Henry for multiple seasons now not get a ton of passing volume, but still be very effective. Yes, I think J.K. Dobbins will be on the lower end of the spectrum when it comes to the passing volume. I think, you know, 40-45 would be awesome, but I think it could be as low as 30-35 as well catches. But even there, I think we're still talking about a guy that is going to be an RB1 next season and probably for the next two or three seasons. Yeah, and that, that holds it, that holds its weight in gold, especially in Dynasty. So that's what I'm going to pay. That's my high-end version of what I'd pay. I prefer not to pay that because I think you can get less. Like, I think more for – it all depends. I think – Now's a good time as the seasons, as we get closer and closer, as it gets healthier and healthier, obviously that price will go up. But I think another prime time to buy De- J.K. Dobbins, if you can't buy him today, would be like during your rookie draft, yep. right? Where people are getting really Definitely. excited about these players, that's where I think the peak value will you're able to get the most for that 2022 first and not dip into that 23 first value because then, you know, say you have pick one five, one six, and you're like, People are in love with Jameson Williams or people are in love with Trey Burks, and they're there and like, man, what do you want for this pick? And I'm looking at that J.K. Dobbins owner. I'm like, dude, give me J.K. Dobbins. I'm like, oh, I can't do that. But I'll give you my 23 second too. So I'm giving you one five and my 23 second. And there's a chance J.K. Dobbins could finish better than every single person at 22 class. Well, that's what I was going to ask. I know you guys haven't watched a ton of Brees Hall, Isaiah Spiller, the bigger names in the class. But Jared, I know you've watched a decent amount so far today. Would you, or let's say it gets to draft day, you have the 101, and let's say it's Brees Hall at the time that it's pretty much the consensus 101. Would you trade Brees Hall straight up for J.K. Dobbins, or would you rather have Brees Hall? I'd have to see, like, what team he goes to, for sure, and, like, where he gets drafted. But that's really tough. I I think I'd take Brees Hall. Would you? Yeah. Okay. Right, that's interesting, fair. and, and it, I wouldn't expect anybody to give up one one for J.K. Dobbins. I would. Um, I'd I would, give up one one straight up. I would give up one one straight up as well too. Yep. But again, depend. Like, like I like what Jared said too, though. Like, where does he go? Right. You know, yeah, we have time to decide that. But but here's here's a counterpoint to that though. Like, where does he go? There's not a there's not a whole lot. Like we got so excited about J.T. going the Colts with the offensive line and running it. I mentioned this before. No team runs the football any more than the Baltimore Ravens. So, like, what other running back, what other situation could be better than where J.K. Dobbins is? I think the I mean, only Lamar's one— Lamar's took a step back this year. The only one that would make whoever the top running back is, Spiller, Brees, whatever, the only one that would make me pause slightly is Buffalo. If one of those guys went to Buffalo with Josh Allen and how much they need a running back, that would be the one team, especially if it was first round draft capital. See, my other counterpoint to that is like short yardage, like Josh Allen gets a ton of carries. He gets a ton of carries in he the red has. zone. I don't know that they want him to, though. I think long term, they would rather 
their running back. To and, that. I, and I think I say I think the same thing with Lamar Jackson. Him getting banged up. I know it was JOK sure. that twisted ankle this year, but like he's he's going into a con- like his this is it. He's in a, he's that's he's in his fifth year option this year. So if they don't resign him this offseason, which I probably expect them to do, even both cases, if they don't or if they do, they gotta protect the asset, they're gonna have to roll back a little bit on Lamar Jackson and make him progress a little bit as a passer because he is not progressed. He has, no, he has to take a step back from rushing and take a step right. forward and passing. Right. Which you really, said regress in rushing uh, or uh, regress in passing. Yeah. So they're going to have to get out. Like in certain situations, the running back is going to get a little bit more involved. And I think mm-hmm. J.K. Dobbins has, I think J.K. Dobbins is going to eat, like make that transition a little bit easier. So True. again, one of my favorite buys in this offseason, where's the price tag? I'm sure it's all over the place. What I'm saying is get involved. If you, you know can, mean, if, you can get him, if you can get them at price or below price, which your market value is around two first round draft picks, go go make that trade is what you're saying, right? Yeah. I mean, yep. that's... 100%. And, and if it's above that, you know, you're probably overpaying a little bit. So, you know, just try to get it at at or below that market a, a January uh, A January 2022 way too early prediction for nine months, uh, not even 11, 12 months from now is like, I think J.K. Dobbins will finish as a top seven top six fantasy football running back be awesome. in the 2022-2023 season. So Matt, I would I would take JK then over Brees if that's the case. <laughs> <laughs> I'm in. I, I'm just a firm believer, and it's why I bought everywhere. And, I, and again, the price range has been so varied. One, one I got over in a guy pretty good at the end pretty because, good, yeah. again, I made, that, I made that trade right when there was, was that like championship. week three, four, five, or no? It was like later. It was like right after Pat Fryermuth had his second big game in a row because I traded Pat Fryermuth oh, wow. too. That was it. he originally dec- gave up on Debo. That quickly. he originally declined the trade, but he had no tight end, and he wanted to make this championship push. He ended up, I got his, tw- his twenty-two first. Um, he ended up getting eliminated first round, uh, so it helps me. But like he was, he just wanted to make this push, and he had, his running back went down. He had no other running back. His something happened to his receiver was down. He needed another receiver, and I was like, he wanted Saquon. You know, and Saquon was a dude. He's pricey. Yeah, <laughs> selling him, and he offered me. He offered me Debo, and then he offered me J.K. Dobbins in his first. And those are the pressure. Those Fryer are the Muth. pressure points that that make great trades happen for people. Fire, Firemuth was pressure. a deal breaker. Sorry. So, yep. Um, All right, Matt, hit us. All right, uh, I'm going to go a slightly lower profile uh, type of guy, but a I think less he, exciting. I, I mean, I think he could have a similar, um, I guess, not similar impact, but he could have an impact and make a name for himself here in this coming off season. So I'm going Donald Parham, uh, tight end of the uh, the I was going to say I was going to say San Diego because <laughs> I'm old. And this year on a scary note. Yeah, obviously, yeah, yeah. The 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 concussion at the end of the year was was a pretty scary one. Just kind of dove into the end zone and cracked his head on the ground on the way. No no contact from a defender or anything, and went all rigid and everything. But he's a guy that I think flashed enough in his in his short period there. At kind of he, he's a guy that he didn't have a starting gig. Obviously, that's Jared Cook, thirty four year old Jared Cook, mm-hmm. who's in the last year of his deal there with the Chargers. So Donald Parm always interests me. Six foot eight, you know, a former basketball player in high school, played you know one year of of, of high school football before he went off to college, and it was a small school, Stetson University. So so he had to kind of take an unconventional route. I think he went XFL for a year as well, and he's got. I mean, six foot eight, two hundred forty pounds. At six foot eight, he doesn't look like a tight end at two hundred forty pounds. This guy looks like a he's wide lean, receiver. Yeah. yeah, he's very lean. And what I love about the guy is you can't teach this kind of size and separation. So it's at six foot eight, he get he has the stats. He has actually better separation now than Jared Cook did last year. He gets over two yards, uh, uh, around two yards of uh, separation per route run, where Jared Cook is down at like 1.72. And Jared Cook last year was targeted 83 times. So it's a, if, if Jared Cook leaves – this is going to be a huge opportunity for a guy like Donald Parham because not only is Jared Cook leaving with his 83 targets, Mike Williams is a free agent, all 129 of his targets. Jalen Guyton uh, with, with 58 targets is also a free agent. They basically have Keenan Allen on the books for next year. They have Donald Parham and they have Josh Palmer as far as wide receivers or, or re- receivers coming back next year. Sure. So there's a huge opportunity for whomever is left there to, to gobble up a lot of these targets. And Donald Parham, I think, is an easy slam dunk type of guy. He's a he's a 
ERFA, so he's an exclusive rights free agent, which means he can't negotiate with any other team. It, it's going to be LA or basically no one. So I, I expect him to to resign there in LA, and, and I think he's a guy that has has shown enough in the red zone yeah. and out in the middle of the field that he can be a factor there if he is the guy. So it, it's it's going to be a leap of faith, but the the, the great news is you're not having to give up a lot right now in no. our trade finder. He, he's going for a third. He's going for a fourth. I think it was John U. Smith before, before his injury, he was going for players like John U. Smith. So very, very, very cheap kind of option for a guy that could potentially land himself at a starting tight end with Justin Herbert as his quarterback. Sure. And there's a ton of trust there between the guys already growing. You know, he's already had the year in the system here. And I just, I just love the opportunity that he, that, that free agency, could possibly give him. Yeah, I like. The, I love those buys where there's a transition coming, right? You mentioned 34-year-old Gerald Cook leaving, and you, you said 83 targets. It kind of blew me a little away a little bit. That Even he saw that many targets. And you know, I don't know how many Parham had. Do you know how many Parham yeah, had? Yeah, Parham only had 27, and he caught, so, caught 20 of them. So he had a better catch rate even than, than, than Jerry Cook. Across the board, his stats are very comparable, if not a little bit better than Jared Cook's. And he's six foot eight. But Yeah, everything you wish Leonard Pope would have been. But this is something that, like, you know, say you take half of that because obviously be another tight end there too like he sees 95 targets and he catches the same catch race he catches 75 footballs 75 footballs for a tight end is unbelievable yeah so to me getting that opportunity tied with the quarterback guy and i is probably going to leave josh palmer stepping that role as the number two um the number three if they don't uh if mike williams if sticks, mike around. Williams sticks yeah. around i don't think if mike williams somehow didn't stick around i still think they'd bring somebody else in regardless sure. there's I, a lot I, of decent free agent wide receivers i saw a lot from josh palmer i'm a, I'm a fan uh i think he's a good dynasty buy low as well to be honest with you but uh at tight end position everybody needs a good backup tight end everybody needs shit half the league people need to start in tight end you know what i mean mm -hmm. so I like the Donald Parham pick. I think it's a solid dynasty buy right now to help uh, helps any uh, dynasty team. And the big thing here is like, what does it cost? Like we mentioned, J.K. Dobbins. Right. It's going to cost you. I love the guys that are costing you third round picks because right right around now till about April, third round picks have some pretty solid value when it comes to their name. When it comes to their name, when in reality. They're, they're pretty much like the crumbs on the bottom of a potato chips. You know what I mean? It's like you're like shaking them in there, but like they don't, they're not offering all that flavor. Like, come on. Like, come on. I can do better than this. Go go pay 99 cents to get another bag. What like are you doing? You're trying to like get them all to stick to your finger. Oh. Yeah, now you look like you're a five year old. Yep. Did he just pick yep. his nose? Like, now he's eating chips. He's eating chips. Are those cool ranch or cool chili ranch? Those look good. Um, so that's what that's what he offers. I like I liked the value there. I got my next second guy, same thing, real cheap because. Again, it's we talk about this as well. It's not always about the big moves you make. It's not, it's not always targeting these big moves. It's targeting guys in Dynasty like Donald Parham that you make these moves in January, February. Then it slips your mind about the whole trade value because by come September, November, you don't even remember this trade. Right. Like you're like, oh, Donald Parham's been on my team forever. I've <laughs> like, always had him. And all of a sudden he started. Now he's seeing those targets, and you're winning championships for a move that you made because you listen to the Dynasty Nerd podcast back in January. I like the trade. What I, what I would do with that, because overall, I'm, I'm a fan of that as well, but I'm going to hedge my bets with that. I'm going to also try to make sure I get Trey McKitty as well. They took him in third the third round, round yep. last mm -hmm. year, and he flashed at the end of the season, started getting more targets, more catches at the end of the season. So I in a perfect world, I would like to have them both, just in case one of them starts to emerge over the other. You know, uh, Dalton Schultz, Blake Jarwin kind of thing. Call, or, yeah. So I would like to hedge my bets there, but I'm all in on the tight end for whoever the tight end is for the Chargers. I'm all in on that player. Yeah, awesome. I, like, I forgot yep. all about Trey McKinney getting selected in the third round. He did show a little bit of something there at the end at there, the end, yep. um, which is crazy because him coming out wasn't like a flashy, like athletic no. tight end that caught a lot of football. So, but he looked better than the year that he did on tape, like coming out of college. I think, yeah, I think Senior Bowl, he popped. I was going to say, I think McKinney was, was fairly athletic, but it, was, it wasn't a lot of opportunities. He played at Georgia. <laughs> yeah, exactly. You know, yeah, Georgia. He got like six catches. Yeah, but now they got Brack Bowers, and the guy could go play tight end right away. He had yeah. a big touchdown. That dude Those looks like a stud muffin. Yeah. Is, is he a freshman? He's yeah, a true he's freshman. A true freshman. He's 18 years old playing yeah. NFL. I mean, dude, you know how much I love talking tight ends? When that dude comes out in three years, I'm going to be going from six to midnight. You're like, look at this guy, Brock Bowers, yeah. double B. Keep Woo. that trench coat closed. Yeah, yeah. Don't worry, I don't have a mustache. No mustache. Yeah, no Oscar Mayer show. Creepy for you. smile, though. Very creepy. <laughs> All right. Let's talk about the guy that I am buying. And this is another one that I have bought in off seasons prior to this. 
And it only is continuing to make more and more sense to buy this player. I am buying Brandon Cooks of the Houston Texans. Brandon Cooks this season, uh, it was a little bit of an up and down year at times. But the dude finished as wide receiver 20 this year. I mean, he was a mid-range wide receiver, low, mid to low range wide receiver two on the season. You need those kind there, of players. There was a time early on in the season where he was a wide receiver one, and people were calling him quarterback proof because he was still doing it with the turds that they were rolling out at the beginning of the year. No, finished the season as wide receiver one. Huh. Wide receiver 12 overall because the last game. Mike Williams. Yeah. yeah. Right behind? Yeah. Key now. <laughs> nice. There we go. Sorry, uh, go ahead. But talking about quarterback proof, it's interesting you mentioned that uh, because I looked into the games where he specifically played with Mills because I think Mills has shown enough that I believe he's probably going to start the season as their quarterback. Now, they're in the top five with their selections. They could easily pivot and say, you know, we want one of these top quarterbacks. But And they're also teetering on the fence with the coach. Right, right. We didn't, we didn't talk about well, that. Well, we saw one teeter right. today, and the teeter went pretty hard down on the tickets, and he was gone. So, but you got to imagine too, they trade Watson. There's a strong. Let's say they trade him to New York, and right. they get they'd probably get Daniel Jones back. If they trade him to Philadelphia, they would get Jalen Hurts back. Right, but the the thought was if he stays, if if they stay put, if stays put, he's, he's, put. he's shown enough. Go he's ahead, he's shown enough. That's where you're at. If he's we catch a, up. if if it's anything else, it's probably an upgrade. At least in theory, it should be an upgrade over Davis Mills. But yeah. I think he's shown quite a bit this year. Agree. But in just the games uh, that that he had uh, with Davis Mills, he averaged nine targets, six and a half receptions, a little over 69 yards a game, uh-huh. and he had five touchdowns. I see you smiling <laughs> over there. And he had five touchdowns. Uh, extrapolate that over a 17-game pace. That would be 156 targets, 110 receptions, 1,175 yards, and eight touchdowns, which this season would have been good for wide receiver nine ahead of guys like DK Metcalf, uh, ahead of Mike Williams. Ahead <laughs> Don't of, you. <laughs> uh, ahead of a lot of really talented players we like. So Don't you forget, Mike Williams was on pace for 17,000 yards, 1,400 <laughs> touchdowns, and then he hurt his knee against Cleveland and it wasn't the same. And then it didn't. The rest of the stats don't count then. Still uh, finishes wide receiver 12 on the year, though. Still, still happened. It happened. Woo! Uh, uh, so... I'm I'm a really big fan of Brandon Cooks. He is going into his age 29 season, which is why he's a guy that you could acquire. Because if he's going into his age 25, 26 season, you're not getting him. He's he's going early in drafts, or people aren't going to want to trade trade you him. But you can get him. And, but he's felt like a guy you've been able to get like every off season. Like he's always just been available, and then just always finishes as one of the top wide receivers. In fact, other than his 2019 I'll year, say, he said he's been good. Every year but one. And the one year was the concussion season. Remember, he had like two or three concussions in the same year. We were worried about can he even continue to play football. But outside of that season, starting with 2021 working down, wide receiver 20, 17, 13, 15, 10, 13. So, I mean, he has been a wide receiver two or a low or low end wide receiver one every single season that he's been healthy. His production drastically outweighs the cost. You know what I mean? Like he's, he's the old school Brian Hartline. We talked about that. Like you used to be able to get Brian Hartline used to consistently give you wide receiver three, wide receiver two numbers for like seven years. And you can be, you used to be able to get bought for like a third round pick every single year. There's always those wide receivers out there. People just don't respect. And I know you're talking about that time, that age frame, but a ton of receivers, like, you go look at these receivers' age. Like, good thing we have this huge influx of young guys because all these well-known guys that we love, Devontae Adams, Odell Beckham, yep. Brandon Cooks, Mike Evans, DeAndre Hopkins. Um, DeAndre Hopkins, even guys like Kenny Galladay, Michael Thomas, they're all entering that 29, 30-year-old season. So now these players are playing a little bit longer, so there's value we had there, but a guy like Brandon Cooks always outweighs his value. So if you can get Brandon Cooks for maybe a guy you just don't love, maybe you give somebody a good handcuff in a second round pick. Like if I can get Brandon Cooks for a second, honestly, I would pay two seconds for a Brandon Cooks. Um, if I'm a contender, cause I, I want that value. I want that wide receiver to value. Um, yes. The wide receiver pool is just getting deeper and deeper every single year. And I expect guys to take a big step forward. We'll see how Michael Thomas does when he comes back next year. But a guy like that, 
that you can slide. Like it's going to be wide receiver two numbers that you could pay wide receiver three cost for and slide them into your wide receiver three role. That's a difference maker. That's a championship caliber player that can help you win what we all play for. And that's a dynasty fantasy football championship. So I love the value there to be had. Well, and it's easily paying wide receiver three costs because I was looked at a bunch of startup drafts, people that are doing drafts right now. And I got six of them that were at least far enough to be where he was being taken. All of these also had rookie picks involved. So we know that there's four to five to six wide receiver rookies that are being taken ahead of him as well. But the average was right around wide receiver 37. So you add in those four to six rookie wide receiver picks that are being taken ahead of him. We're talking in the forties where he is being selected at wide receiver. So he is absolutely a great value. The, the best one was wide receiver 32. That was the highest out of all of them. The lowest was wide receiver 44. So, so we've talked value about, uh, you know, the previous two guys right now in, in our trade finder, he's going for a second or a second and a third. Is that guy, does that, does that speak to you guys as, as great value? As a contender. It, it does. Yeah. It does it's a late me. second. Yep. And then not so deep class as it stands right now. So if I'm going to have a late second in 2022 and giving up a 23 third, again, the third will never meet move the needle for me. It's always something I'm happy to throw in to get a deal done. So to me, if I'm going to have a second and a third for a guy that's helping me win a championship, dude, if I even had, if I had three good receivers and I could get that depth because, Oh, for sure. Again, look at how many, how many people lost this year because of the depth, right? I did. <laughs> I was a number one seed in two leagues, two leagues. I was a number one seed with a first round buy. In my first game back, my receivers were on by in, in, in both these leagues. I was eliminated right away because um, I didn't have COVID enough. injuries. I, COVID injuries. It, it was all COVID-related guys. So to me, I didn't have the depth. So the more depth I can acquire at good pricing, at good value, is what I want to do. Because sometimes people play dynasty like, well, I got three guys. I don't need Brandon Cooks. Yeah, you do. <laughs> yeah, you, do. you have bye weeks. You have injuries. Like you have COVID out there. Like you need as much depth. And we talked about this before the season started. We talked about this a lot. But like, hey, make sure you're getting guys that might you know, guys like Brandon Cooks, guys like Donald Parham. Like just because you have a good team, you want to keep at it. Like yes, this is dynasty. There's no stopping the roster mold. Like it's you have this mold of clay that you're just constantly trying. Like you're in a movie Ghost. Mold, just mold into this dynasty. In the movie what? Ghost. Oh, God. Yeah, yeah, come on. Come on. Pay some respect Pat- to Patrick Swayze. Patrick Swayze? Curtis Ferguson. Yeah, 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 no, I, yeah, yeah. I don't think I've seen that. I've seen it. Patrick Swayze? You children. To me more? Yeah, yeah. So you're trying to mold You're yeah. trying to mold this thing into clay, right? Like into a fancy football championship trophy. But when you get that top and you want to put the hand in the bowl to make it a, tr- a bowl trophy, sometimes it's going to flop and drop down. Unless you got a good a good base, you gotta have a good base. good base. You gotta have a good base. Easy, Lots. easy with those hand motions. Yeah. <laughs> oh, you also, this analogy is going over like fifty percent of the people's heads. A lot of your your hands are below the table and they keep coming up. Well, that's why you watch a YouTube channel. Like I'm just molding it up here, trying to build me a fantasy football championship trophy. So you want that depth? I like doing it. When I'm a contender, those are the guys I, like, I'm like. Hey, I like. I can't my even team. remember who we're talking about. How anymore. do I build around us? The name's <laughs> Brandon DC Cooks. Brandon Cooks. Frank. So, Archer. Hey, I like it. I love it. I want some more of it. I mean, there we go. Not going in this year, but we we were talking about Robert Woods this way three years ago. Right. Yeah, you know what absolutely. I mean? Like yep. three years ago. These players exist. They always exist. Uh, there, there's a running back we're going to talk about here. Like, I wouldn't talk about Melvin Gordon this show, right? Like, I, But I'm skipping on Melvin Gordon because we talk about him every single year. But Melvin Gordon is still on this list. Melvin Gordon has been on this list for three years now, and he's been producing all three years. He shared carries with Javante Williams, still finishes a running back two in a year, going to go in the offseason, going to sign somewhere, and guess what he's probably going to do if he stays healthy? Produce. Finishes a running back two. You can get Melvin Gordon for those bottom-of-the-bag chips that get the little flavor on your fingers so you're walking around. <laughs> Well, frisky fingers, you. Before we go into him, we're not going into we're him. We're not going to him because we're not uh, talking to him. That was it. Before that was it. To, it was just a rant. Before going to my next guy, let me tell you about our friends at my bookie. You go to mybookie.deg right now and you put in that promo code NERDS, they're going to match that deposit instantly up to $1,000. That's right. That's three de- zeros behind that one. They're going to give you for free. I don't know about you, but nobody's giving me a free thousand dollars anywhere. So you want to jump on that, get on there because your fantasy football season's over. Now, fantasy football, what does it provide us? Some action on a week in, week out basis. Mm-hmm. Now somebody just swept the leg on you like their 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 Daniel son over there, and you need some more of that action. You need Mr. Miyagi to come in there, put his hands on you, and liven you up. They that want did, some of that action. That didn't well, go over your head, did it? 
I don't know. No, it didn't I go just over my head. Scared but, by the clap. But he didn't. Daniel Sun didn't didn't sweep the lake. He no, got his legs the swept. Cobra class that did. Yeah, yeah. You know what I'm talking about, though. Come on, pipe down. <laughs> Trying to do my uh, read over on my bookie. You need that action. Where can you get it? My bookie right now. NFL playoffs. Boom on it. You want to bet on the Cleveland Cavaliers, the hottest young team in the NBA? Boom. My bookie. You want to bet on some other stuff? Maybe like polo. I don't know. Get on there. I've been winning money in hockey. Marco. See, this guy's over. Polo. This, hockey. this guy's a hockey better over there. I'm the overs, baby. Oh, I know. When people need action, they'll be betting like, oh, look at this cricket game over there in England. <laughs> uh, the jolly old Rogers. I'll bet on that guy. You could whack that ball. Yeah, ball whacker. So get on there right now, and you can whack those balls too at mybookie.com. Use that promo code NERDS, and you're going to get an instant deposit up to $1,000. Get that action. Whack those balls. Mybookie. Doc. No, we don't have a sound effect for that. What ball whacking <laughs> balls? I hope not. We're talking. Uh, that doesn't work. And I'm talking cricket. Come on, get your head out of the gutters, pervy McGurv. All right, let's talk about PredictionStrike.com. We talk about them every week. They're great every week. So great. And these buys, they once again, so many things that we do here. Funnel right into Prediction Strike. You can so go on their keep website. advertising with us because everybody's making so much money over there. Like, dude, here, Dyson Nerds, here's five dollars. Yes, exactly. Uh, so head over to PredictionStrike.com. Use the promo code Dynasty. Doesn't matter if you do it on the website. Doesn't matter if you do it on the app in the App Store. Use the promo code Dynasty and receive a free share of any player you want. Doesn't even have to be a football player. I mean, we tend to pick football players because that's what we know best. But if you want to do some NBA action, some MLB action, whatever you want to do, you can do that over at predictionstrike.com. Get a free player, get a free share of any player you want with your first deposit of $20 or more. Use that free share in J.K. Dobbins, and you're going to be so happy. Dobbins later. is $5.22. Give me, give me somebody to compare him to. Give, give me what is, um, what is Alvin Kamara. Kamara is... $8.48. Boom, cents. you want to make $3? I bet. <laughs> 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 yes, I'm sure. in. There's somebody climbing through the phone right now. Full <laughs> prediction, J.K. Dobbins outscores Alvin Kamara next year. Ooh. Yeah, yeah, $3. Hey, if you buy 1,000 shares, now that's $5,000, you'll make $3,000. Now, if you buy 100 shares. Minus fees. Yeah, well, yeah. You always replant trees. So, um, Sorry. All right, let's move on, shall we? Let's do it. Let's talk about my next buy. Now, this is a guy Holy that's shit. close to my heart. Hold what? on. Derrick Henry is $31. Oh, wow. Holy shit. I guess why is why is Alvin Kamara at such a discount then? I don't know. <laughs> Wait, it's the market, Holy man. Cow. How much is he? $31 a share. Derrick Henry? Yeah, Nick Chubb is $6. How much is Jonathan Taylor? Jonathan Taylor? I would sell Derrick Henry all day at that. Oh, my gosh. Wow. That is outrageous. $11. But Derrick Henry's 31? He's yeah, three times? I don't know. I don't, yeah. I don't own the site. Check that out. See, you can be make money. Hey, hey, find, find the loopholes. Make money. <laughs> Arbitrage. It's where it is. All right, my next guy here is Ernest Johnson. Ooh. Kind of falls near Donald Parham. Uh, I don't have anything on a trade finder. If you can look it up for me while I'm talking, Jared. Um, this is a guy that, again, free, right? Third round pick you're getting to Ernest Johnson for is what I'm guessing right around there. And what interests me about Ernest Johnson, he's 25, turns 26 in February, is... What he did this year. What did now what did he do? He didn't do a whole lot, but he had opportunities to play. There was only three times on the year where he got over 10 carries. And I deleted one of them. Oh, it was Cincinnati. Okay, I deleted one, but I got my notes here. Anyways, I'm not taking notes. Um so Deanna Johnson <laughs> in his three opportunities. Did that go over your head? A notebook? <laughs> in his three opportunities, uh, it, it, one was they got over 10 carries only three times. Now, Deanna Johnson is very valuable in the passing game. No trades. Okay. He's valuable in the passing game and behind the, uh, behind the tackles. This is a guy who had good vision this year. Showed some very solid patience behind the line as well. Um, good jump cup ability. So Deanna Johnson, to me, when given the opportunity... Looked like a professional NFL running back on opportunities. Now, there's only three games where he got over 10 carries this year. First one, week seven versus Denver, 22 carries, 146 yards, and a touchdown. Two catches, 22 yards. Finished that week as running back four. Second opportunity, week 10 versus New England, 19 carries, 99 yards, seven receptions for 58 yards. Finished the week as running back six. 
Last opportunity this past week versus Cincinnati. And yes, I know Cincinnati's practice squad, blah, blah, blah. Still NFL players. I don't give a rat's behind. Finished the week, 25 carries, 123 yards, one touchdown, one catch, one reception, one yard, running back nine. All three times that he was given over 10 carries, he was a top nine fantasy football running back. Running back four, running back six, running back nine by just giving the opportunity. Now, he's a free agent this year. They got Kareem Hunt. They got Nick Chubb. Nick Chubb. They're not going to re-sign Dearness Johnson. It's just not going to happen. There's not money. The Browns got to pay Denzel Ward. They got to sign some more free agents. They got to try and re-sign Jadavion Clowney. So Dearness Johnson is going to go somewhere. Now, maybe Dearness Johnson doesn't go somewhere to be the guy, which is what I would predict. But either committee a, back. a committee back. But as we all know in the NFL, your time will come. We're talking about this year. He was behind Kareem Hunt and Nick Chubb. Still three games where he was given an opportunity to produce, and when he did, he pursues at a high level. So if I can get Dearness Johnson on my roster, again, just a, 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 a good foundation to that championship trophy base that I'm trying to mold out of clay with uh, my arms around Demi Moore, this is something that I like. This is the kind of player that I like. Definitely the running back position. Guys, I can get that. I don't need this. I don't need to start, but again, I want to have about eight running backs on my dynasty roster, right? I only... Ex- I only expect to play my top two. That's that's, that's the goal. In theory, that's In the In theory, hope. I just want to play my top two. I want to play Zeke and Alvin Kamara. You know, I want to play JT and Clyde Edwards-Alert. But it doesn't work out that way on a consistent basis. So I think Jarenis Johnson, he showed me enough this year at 25 years old that have given opportunity at any time that he can produce. And I think he put enough on tape this year that he'll go sign somewhere and we're like, hey, this kid could help our team win, and we're going to get him some carries. We're going to find ways to get him 10 carries. So the big thing here is where does he find at least those 10 carries? That's what I'm looking for. So maybe he goes to a situation like Buffalo, right? Maybe he goes to a situation like Arizona, and we saw what James Conner did in Arizona. Or just maybe he just goes to a situation where he's he's going to be the backup, change of pace running back, because that's what he does really well. He's a good third down running back. We saw this year. Nick Chubb wasn't really in on any third down packages or two-minute hurry-up offenses for the Cleveland Browns. It was That's Kareem Hunt's role. When Kareem Hunt went down, which was almost the whole year, it was Dearness Johnson that was in on that role because the, he, he does it so well. Where all the Cleveland fans are sitting here screaming, where's Nick Chubb? Where's Nick Chubb? Dearness Johnson played that role really well. So that's what he's, he can offer an NFL team. So for me, if I get Dearness Johnson... I'm staying a third round pick, but I'm thinking this is more of like, I'm, I'm trying to offer somebody like, you want him to be the throw in. I want him to be the throw in. I'm, I'm maybe I'm trying to make a sw- a swap here of just like, hey, you have uh, just a small example. Like I have Tony Jones. He's the backup in this week in uh, New Orleans, and you have Alvin Kamara. I'll give you Tony Jones for Dearness Johnson. You know, like one of those one of those draft picks. Uh, hey, uh, AJ Green had a. A good half a game that one week. Uh, I'll give you AJ Green in uh, my fifth for Dearness Johnson. You know what I mean? Hey, I got these bag. I got this bag of chips. I know it's just the crumbs, but your fingers will thank you later. Wash your hands first. So to me, that's the kind of buy that I'm looking at Dearness Johnson for personally. Myself. Yeah, no, I mean, I I really like the way he's looked. Obviously, in that offense, um, I w- I would wonder if. If there's an opening in like the Jets, just like a similar Ooh, him and Michael Carter, yeah, him and Michael Carter, something like that in a similar <laughs> offensive scheme, a similar uh, running scheme, anyway. Because uh, I think I don't think that he could shine in every single system. I think he does really well in Cleveland's system in in that zone scheme. That helps cause um, absolutely. So uh, you know, Arizona was another interesting place just because you know, James Conner and Chase Edmonds are, are both free agents at the end of the year. So they may be looking for, for another person, maybe in Denver, if, if, uh, to back up Javante Williams, get maybe 10 carries a game off, Ooh, of, off of his load. I like the Denver pick uh, big time. If Melvin Gordon leaves. So, so those are all nice places. I think for a guy like Dernis Johnson, right off the top of my head, you know, just thinking of it here. I'm trying to look here too. Houston would be another good opportunity for him out there. Like they need this need a running back. They don't add one in big time. Houston be a really good opportunity mm-hmm. for him. Um, him and Derek Henry could work together out there in Tennessee if that could work out uh, not in Jacksonville I'm just kind of looking at some running backs him and Clyde Edwards Alaire would look pretty damn good together sure. out 
there. Las Vegas never wants to throw to uh, Josh Jacobs, so maybe he could be the third down back they in Las Kenyon Vegas. Drake there, too. Who knows? Yeah, though. that guy's older than a fossil I found in, there, uh, <laughs> in my backyard, so I don't know about Josh that Jacobs one. Josh Jacobs are like a year apart or something, are they? <laughs> yeah, maybe, but maybe not. Maybe maybe him and Saquon Barkley could pair up uh, uh, yeah, together. I was thinking, it, I was thinking that It would be a good situation. Him and David Montgomery could be a possible situation. Tampa Bay is always looking for a little something-something. Him and Alvin Kamara. You know, Mark Ingram, he's not young. He could be my grandfather, and I'm 42. I think, I think he would pair nicely with Alvin Kamara because I yeah. think they do very different and things. And they have similar hair. Yeah. I think I think New Orleans would excite me. Um, so those are all – go back to the standings. I'm just, so we just named like five or six right. teams out there that could possibly possibly use a guy like Dearness Johnson. Let, let me throw out like a 1% chance theory, but it's, it's possible. It it's possible. possible. Is there a chance because – there's no cap hit for the Browns this year. Would would they consider trading Kareem Hunt somewhere he's, and then just retaining Dernis Johnson? So he's got six million. It's like his salary is about six million dollars against the cap, and and like you said, no cap hit for trading or cutting Kareem Hunt. So very possible. Another guy on on the Browns I was just looking at is is Jarvis Landry. He counts about thirteen or fourteen million against the cap. And he has about one million of dead money. So he's Jarvis ain't going anywhere. They love him too much in this front. They they boast they boast about him every opportunity they get. Okay. They might re, I think what they'll do there is that they'll restructure him. Possibly they might, they might restructure um, something. I'm I'm just saying, they, you know, for a team that was operating with tons of cap space and now all of a sudden they don't and they still have some guys they got to sign. There could be a little bit of turnover there I, at a couple of positions. I thought about the cream thing because he's so talented and he's such a big part about what the Browns do and their success. It's why the Browns second half they sure. honestly didn't do as well as they did because cream is literally a big part of that offense uh, about for running. Sure. They, they got him, and cream showed you that he could be a high-end running back. So, I mean, you, you put Kareem Hunt on this list. Honestly, like people still value him, but he's going to be an opportunity to be the main running back somewhere. And when he goes somewhere, he's going to be the guy. Yeah, I mean, I could see a team, you know, we we Buffalo, I think, is the, the obvious one just because it would be exciting, it would be fun, and they clearly need one. But, I mean, what what's keeping them from saying, hey, we'll give you a fourth-round pick, we'll give you a third-round pick. I think the Browns would rather you have know. Kareem Hunt. I don't know. It, it depends on how they feel about this class. It depends on how they feel about all their holes, and it depends it's, on how they feel about Ernest Johnson. Ernest Johnson. How much yep. of a drop off that is? We'll see. Uh, well, you know, there's a lot to coming up. And, and Deshaun Watson. What are the Browns made a run at Deshaun Watson? And they're like, hey, we'll give you Baker Mayfield. We'll give you Kareem Hunt, and we'll give you two firsts. And, and it, Houston, it, could, it could easily Houston's happen. like, wow, we're getting you know a, a number one running back. We're getting a former number one overall pick, and we're giving two firsts. Is Kareem Hunt an old enough running back to go to Houston? I feel like he's under their age limit for what they are. <laughs> they got to be at least at least like 28, 28 29. We'll, yeah. we'll, we'll throw a little arthritis in that x-ray. Okay. Okay. Yeah, we'll get it done. So they're real high in Devonte Freeman right now. <laughs> <laughs> like we got to get this guy in there. <laughs> Guys, you remember Le'Veon Bell in 2017? He was amazing. Yeah. We'll Let's give you, get him. We'll give you a second for Devonte Freeman. Like, we haven't resigned him. No, no, we want you to resign him and then so we'll resign give you him a and then we'll trade you. Done deal. Matt, who's your second guy? All right. Second. So my second guy is a guy that took, I guess, a while to come around, right, in the NFL. This is uh, the rare fifth year kind of breakout. Um, Ish. <laughs> Ish. Mike Williams? God, that was a low blow, Yaddy. man. That was a low blow. Yaddy. No, one. No, Zay. Jones. Yeah, yeah, it looked pretty good. Um, uh, and we liked him coming out a lot. We that was the thing. He had and, a good rookie season. And that is what I went back to, right? Because, I mean, he was a guy that I always saw as... Listen, he was a high-volume guy. He was never going to be a down-the-field type of threat. He was going to be a, a chain mover, a guy that could really come alive in the PPR game, right? Uh, you know, there was a, some crazy game at Eastern Carolina where he had like 20 receptions or something ridiculous, right? So, you know, obviously... Things didn't go great there in, in Buffalo. Uh, I think it started off okay, and then whatever happened with the weird offseason that one year where he was flipping out in a hotel, he kind of never recovered <laughs> yeah. from that in Buffalo. And then he then he goes over to Oakland. And, you know, we always talked about it when, when Gruden was coaching, how notoriously hard that, that system was to learn and, and kind of get up to speed quickly. And, and I think he just never got a – he never got an opportunity to really show what he was and what he is, is a high volume type of guy. He needs a lot of volume in order to kind of produce from a fantasy level. And it wasn't until week 12 of this year, which was after Gruden was fired that he finally got two receptions in a game this year. So he just wasn't really, he was not getting opportunities at all. 
Um, and, 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 but from that point, from, from week 12 to the end of the season, he was wide receiver 28 uh, on the year. And, and this is a guy that, I mean, anyone and everyone that, that drafted this guy has written him off. They've either, either, you know, just dumped him into free agency and, and somebody else has picked him up off of waivers or, or he's still out there on waivers. I mean, cause he's just, you can get him for a sandwich a hundred percent, a hundred percent. And so here he is, you know, this was his fifth year. He he's a, a free agent. Oh, my hope is actually that he re-signs there in Las Vegas because they fi- it's a team that he's finally comfortable with. They're finally giving him targets. And it was consistently, you know, since week 12, it was seven targets, five targets, seven targets, nine targets, eight targets, 10 targets. And I don't have the week 18 stuff in front of me because MFL on, on the site that I'm on now only goes to week 17. But he was consistently getting targets towards the end of the year. And he's he produced. Mm-hmm. And, and, and it's not like he produced high-end numbers. But at wide receiver three numbers, you can get him for absolutely nothing right now. Yeah. Like you said, a sandwich. And if he if he comes back to Las Vegas or he gets signed somewhere else as a free agent and gets an opportunity just to be like a wide receiver two on a team, I think he he's a guy that can sit there and produce wide receiver three numbers. And like you were talking about with all the depth issues that everyone's having, he could end up in a start in your starting lineup for a stretch. You know, I'm I'm not saying he's going to be a guy that's that's in your starting lineup every single week. But towards the end of the year, you could have had him, you know, week 15, 12.7 points, week 16, 11 points, week 17, 19 points. They're not like super flashy numbers, but they're not duds. And and for what you, for what you're paying for a guy like Zay Jones, I just think, I think it's probably worth it at this point. What a year. I mean, what a year we had Zay Jones at the the back half of the year kind of bounced back. Right. And again, he, he had really good take on Eastern, Eastern Carolina. And then, he had that one incident. He had that crazy incident at the hotel room where right. I don't know what happened, but it, the say it was crazy is being saying lightly, uh, karate kicking windows and stuff. Um, but you know, Zay Jones second half of this year bounces back. Second half of the year, Laquan, Laquan Treadwell, Treadwell bounces back out of, out of nowhere. Dante Foreman, Dante <laughs> Foreman after a killer yeah. comes back looks good. Hunter Renfro finishes as a wide receiver one. Yep. Who would have thought the Las Vegas Raiders going this year that we were like, okay, I like I was a huge Henry Ruggs fan. I thought he was really talented. We all love Brian Edwards. What one's never going to play in the NFL again? One's invisible, and that the Raiders would be led by Hunter Renfro and Zay Jones. I talk about money that'd be lost on my bookie.com oh, taking that bet. Sweet baby Aphrodite's. I don't know what was going on over there, but what a year! What a year! What a crazy twenty twenty one. And I actually forgot. I had, I did have one metric uh, metric I wanted to to mention as as well. He's actually getting some separation, which is something you know I I never expected. Like huge separation numbers but right now he's on on the list uh, he's seventh or no ninth on the list as far as wide receivers getting separation at almost two yards uh, a pop there so two yards uh, per per target dude when you're on the bench that long you can watch a lot of film up close <laughs> like you have a lot of opportunity to get better and better your game and see what these guys and dude i mean having a guy like hunter renfro one of the premier route runners in the league i mean that dude is nasty Nasty at Clemson with those little those clutch hands. I mean, <laughs> those little tiny clutch hands. I mean, dude, what are you buying for? I mean, what are you buying Hunter Renfro for? I mean, you got to resign him to a decent deal, right? And he's looked fantastic. He was a, Hunter Renfro was a wide receiver one this year. He had like one. 100, 123 targets or something. I can't remember. He was winning you championships. 128 targets. Dude, you put Gronkowski on your roster. You put Laquan Treadwell, Hunter Renfro, You're Zay balling. Jones, Deontay Foreman in the year. You are sweeping those playoffs. Like, whoop, whoop. Garrett, who's your last guy? Last but not least, similar uh, vein as a Zay Jones, a guy that's a free agent. Things haven't worked out quite as well as you would want. Uh, James Washington is a guy that's going to be a free agent this year. And it, things just never quite took in Pittsburgh. You would see these flashes of incredible touchdown catches or you know making these exceptional plays, but they always just had so many talented receivers there. Juju Smith-Schuster was the main guy there for the few years while he was there as well. But then on top of that, then they drafted Claypool and Deontay Johnson. It was just a plethora of young talent, and he just had a hard time really cracking in and becoming one of those top three guys. But he did, however have five games with five or more targets this season. Now, it's not this like deceptive stat where it's like, yeah, three of those games, he actually had 10. No, these were all either five or six target games. So they were all still pretty low target value, but he did have five games where he had uh, 
five plus targets. And in those games, he averaged almost 10 PPR points per game. So when he got the opportunities, when he got the targets, he made something of them. And he just strikes me as a guy that when given an opportunity, a change of scenery, we've seen it sometimes in these first contracts with players where the place they were drafted just didn't quite fit, but then they go somewhere else and they have a fruitful career. He's one of those guys that I think you could get that with. Once again, this is, he's going to cost you absolutely nothing. I mean, absolutely. We're talking fourth round pick maybe for a guy like James Washington. He's not somebody that's going to be very expensive, but he's got good hands. He's always been good uh, in contested catch situations. He's just never created this crazy separation like some other players have. And I think that's what's hindered him thus far. But when he's gotten the opportunity, he has produced. And I think he could latch on somewhere as a team's wide receiver two or their wide receiver three and end up being a worthwhile bench stash for you when injuries, COVID, that kind of stuff hits. Yeah, uh, free agents here has opportunity to sign somewhere and make some plays. Again, another player, Matt, that we liked his mm, tape a absolutely. lot when he yep. came out. And if, again, if you're looking for the next Zay Jones and that Lex Laquan Treadwell, Garrett just gave him to you. There you go. James Washington. I, I, like you said, I've always liked James Washington. I do kind of feel like he's gotten um, – I, not like a raw deal. I just think there were better better players on his yeah, team. They just uh, drafted kinda, really well. Kind of getting opportunities ahead of him. And and the thing was, like you said, he flashed, but they were he, he never got enough targets for those flashes to become anything more than that. Right. So 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 you know, I think you I think if they schemed for him a little bit better um, as far as just downfield stuff or get the ball in his hands, because I do think he was a tough runner after the catch yes, as well absolutely. in college. In college, But you never see him get like those bubble screens or anything like that to kind of get and him. And he's built more like a running back than he is a he's receiver. He's built like people Samuel. Right. Yeah. He's that right. Kind of so I think if they used him differently and more creatively uh, wherever he goes next, I think he can definitely have a lot higher value than he does right now. And, and I drafted him in, I think, two or three leagues and I, and I still have him there he's just been stashed at the bottom of my bench waiting for this opportunity so I, I'm with you there I, I do think uh, free agency will at least clear up his situation you know what I mean like and, and you'll know real fast if he yep. signs somewhere and it's like wow he's like the fifth receiver on this team then he's easy cut didn't yep. cost you anything exactly that's it. That's it, our friends, uh, for the show. Make sure that, you know, we're on YouTube. Check us out there. Hit that like button, subscribe button. If you're watching on YouTube, t- YouTube thanks. Uh, and make sure to get to com. We're running that promo code still for the you know, promo code winter. You get 15% off all our tools and everything. And what are those tools? If you're new to the podcast, you just found us, what do we offer? Um, maybe you just found our podcast. You don't even know we have a website. Yeah, we have a one of the most amazing dynasty websites literally in the entire world. Um, tons of free articles out there, but we also have a ton of tools to offer you as well. We offer you the Dynasty GM, which is in my, you know, biased opinion, the number one dynasty tool in the market. It's, it's why we built it. And what can you get there? Um, Outside of what we are to offer you the nerd score, which we just showed you that proved provides better analysts than NFL draft stock. What do you get besides the NFL film room, the NFL film room, where you go watch all these college players that are coming out. You can watch every single, all their games, all 22 film, by, by the way, of their games. So you can watch a whole player's game in five minutes. So as we scout those players and you say, Hey, where do you watch your film? We watch it at dynastynerds.com in the film room, but the dynasty GM is going to give you an opportunity to say, Hey, what is what is uh, Zay Jones going for? What is James Washington going for? We have the trade finder. You put a player in the, in that trade finder. They're going to show you all the trades for that player through sleeper and MFL real trades, real trades yep. that have happened within the last month up to every trade that was done from thousands upon thousands of leagues. We have a trade calculator. So if you want to say, Hey, am I getting fair value in this trade? If somebody's trying to take advantage of me, maybe you're a newer player and you just want, you know, I don't stand by trade calculators, but they're good tools to give you a little bit of assistance to make sure, sure. you're not getting bent over without any lube. And of course we have the trip. We have the league analyzer. We have the, the, the league player share. So if you want to see how many shares you have of a player or who owns a player, but my favorite thing that I use all the time is the league analyzer where you go in, it's going to show your team. We you can either hit select contender or dynasty and where your team stacks up in those leagues. Now the dynasty jam can hold hundreds of leagues. So again, if you're on dynasty depot or you're in a 30 dynasty leagues, you can put them all on the dynasty GM, whether it be FFPC sleeper, MFL, 
Um, flea Flicker. Flea Flicker. We have access. You can put all your leagues in one spot. So if you play on multiple platforms, we give you one opportunity right here. Don't forget the manual them. upload, too. So there's a quick manual upload as yeah, well. If you're Yahoo or yep. ESPN, you can mm-hmm. manually do it. Yep. And it's, again, you're like, hey, man, I'm really strong, strong at running back. Who needs a receiver? Who needs a tight end? And you got to go click through every team. We're going to show you in the league analyzer where your strengths are, where your weakness are, is all the way up to your draft picks. And from there, it's going to show you all your other league mates as well. Like, oh, look at John Doe over here. He's really strong at running back, really weak at receiver. I'm the opposite. Let's make a deal. And right there, you, it's going to show you all the players on the roster. You can click it. It takes you right to the trade uh, calculator. What's different about our trade calculator as well, obviously you can do your build-your-own trades, but our calculator brings up your leagues instantly. Mm-hmm. And it would show you actual league mates in that league and in all their assets. And they can boot pool trades right then and there. We have so much to offer at dynastynerds.com and the dynasty GM get there right now. Use that promo code winter for 15% off. And maybe you want to use that 15% off and just use the month, my month basis just to see if it's a fit for you. Dive into that film room, use that calculator, yep. use that dynasty GM and make your dynasty team better today. Check it out. Dynastynerds.com. We'll be back next week with some dynasty cells, the complete opposite. We'll start with the NFC. We're going to jump into that nerd herd episode. Another thing you get with a membership is you get a bonus podcast. Where is that important? Well, as we break down our rookies, which is what we made our name for over these last eight years, we've made our name on breaking down these rookies and ranking them um, and having a lot of success with that analysis. We're going to break down our rookies now in two separate shows. So we'll break down the running backs. Half of them are in this show. The other half are on the paid show. So... Again, if you want those, you got to be a NerdHerd member. 15% off with that promo code WINTER. We'll be back next week. Thanks for listening. Let's go win some ships in, uh, what, December of 2022? 2022. We're almost there. Adios.